Hey y'all, Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. Hey, y'all, Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. This episode of Sewing Out Loud is brought to you by Baby Lock. ZD and I sew on Baby Lock sewing machines and sergers every day. Baby Lock is the perfect long-term sewing companion. Their machines are reliably built, and the company is on the cutting edge of sewing technology. Just wait until later in the episode when we tell you about how you can use the camera on your phone to achieve perfect embroidery placement. Welcome to Sewing Out Loud, the official podcast of ZD Sewing Studio. Here are your hosts, ZD and Mallory. Hello and welcome to the podcast. I'm Mallory Donahue. I'm ZD Donahue. And ZD, this is your circus, your monkeys. This, this <laughs> it topic. really is my circus. <laughs> we just, I mean, I feel like we just did some practical episodes about home deck, but um, some of it was a little. Uh, what do I want to say? Cerebral, you know, like conceptual. Yeah. Well, it, well, it was. We talked about how to go about, how to do, what sure. tools we needed. Sure. But this one is super cerebral. Okay, so it's about the creative process. This is more esoteric. Yes. I would say. Um. So we're gonna start off talking about inspiration, right, Mom? Right. We're, we we want to. We're hitting on the creative process here. How does this happen? How do you? What What makes you so? Right? I need this. You need need this? you to tell okay. me how to creative process. I'm ready. Well, I think it's different for everyone. Uh, okay. Don't don't you? Th- I, I have to figure it out I, for myself. Okay, I'm not. Sh- <laughs> I guess what I'm saying is I don't think <laughs> there's right. a formula. I think, I think it's like many things. If it's a process, there's probably stages, but the stages all don't have to be one through five, or they might not always be in order, or you might visit one and then the other and go back and forth. Well, I think as we start this off, um, we both are creative in a few different ways, but sewing is a little different, I think, than some other creative processes uh, because of the type of thing that comes out of sewing, because it's partially practical. It's almost, right? yes, it's, 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 I mean, well, I guess it's almost always, I mean, if, some, it, it, if it's not planned to be a specific piece of art to right. say, hang on a wall, right, right or right. hang from the ceiling or uh-huh. wherever you're going to hang it, if it's not just to be observed, yeah, generally sewing turns into something with a practical aspect. Yeah. So we're going to cover inspiration today. So the first thing let's kind of start talking about like the need inspiration or the occasion inspiration okay because that's where you get your real practical stuff right like i need 
it depends if people consider like a circus costume practical. It's, oh, so, it's the most practical thing I mean, I've ever heard of. Actually, we're recording this like in October, so there's also that. <laughs> right. No, it's the big co- costume. This is the big. This is considered by the by the sewing um, industry industry right. yeah. the biggest month of sewing of the year. Oh, it is. It's yeah. Now you might have thought like it was November for you know the holidays, but no, because people make costumes. And the thing about costumes is, I think why there's so much sewing is costumes can go from down and dirty, I hardly know how to sew, to pristine and, you know, exact, right? Yeah. So, um, And and they're still enjoyed. Yes. So we talk about need. So someone might ask you, like your daughter might say, I want to be a spider with seven purple glow-in-the-dark eyes. Right. And you proceed from there. Um, (laughs) That is... Well, yeah, where do you proceed from there? That's the first step in the creative process. However, there's also maybe the little more nebulous creative process uh, where you're saying, I am going to sew a circus costume. Right. So you get... Where maybe you can obtain a picture. Yeah. Right? Maybe you can't find, maybe there is no picture of a spider costume in the conceptual way this daughter <laughs> decided she wanted to, you know, she wants all eight legs movable and, and right? I really, and glistening eyeballs. Yeah. Glow in the, glow, glow in, in the, the dark, dark purple. Okay. Okay. Um, so there's, there's that. And then I go I'm already into, getting ideas on how to do that, but go I ahead. I know. We're, we're, uh, heads up. We're sewing Halloween costumes this weekend. Right. Um, so we we have a need there, but your circus costume also, we've talked about this several times, your aerial costume. We're talking about aerial arts right now. Yeah. yeah. Your aerial costume, you have needs for how you want it to look and how it has to perform how, under How it pressure. has to perform and function under the apparatus that you, you're, you're on. Right. Yeah. So there's functionality there that you then start to take into consideration. Right. But sometimes the inspiration you have written down on your list can come from the materials. Right. Okay. So the fabric. You know, fabric. Ins- inspiration can initially even come from fabric. Oh, I see this and I want to make something out of it so desperately. Or I'm going, oh, I've got to come up with a costume. And then you start looking at fabrics. Yeah. Um, right? I feel like there have been a lot of posts in the group lately where people are showing us a picture of fabric. Right. And, and saying, go- I love this. What do right. I make out of it? Right. Which that is okay. This is where I wanted to bring up the difference between sewing the way we sew, we sew garments, okay, mm-hmm. costumes, the way ZD and I sew, and right. like painting. So, if you're a painter, even if you are, you know, have under your belt that oils and gouache and watercolor, uh, you know, and, and things and like that, whatever. or whatever. Right. It's like the material is something you can get to know really intimately, and there are innovative things you can do with it. I was going to say, there's ways you can manipulate Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Right. Endless ways, really. Endless ways. Right. Or yes. combine it. Different right. and onto different papers right. and, or, or uh, canvases or you right. know, whatever. Like, I'm well aware of this. But in the sewing world, it's like you are at once limited and then also empowered by the selection right. of fabrics. So when you go to paint, you can mix up the perfect color. Right. And when you go to pick fabric, sometimes you can't get the perfect 
color. Right. You can dye. You can, right. you know, do this, that, and the other thing. But, like, there's a difference there. There okay? is. Okay, okay. Uh, well, and then there's all of the other characteristics. Yes. Does it stretch? Or Do you want it stretched? Do you want it stable? How how much do you want it to stretch? Do you want to open weave? Do you want a closed weave? Do you want a heavy fabric? Do you want a light fabric? I mean, should why... I go on? Do you want something where the ends are going to ravel well, on that's purpose? Exactly, that's exactly what I wanted to bring up. Right. That's why the question gets asked in the group, right. I have this fabric, what should I make? No one goes into a painting group and says, I just brought cerulean blue, what should what I paint? What can I do with it? You know, that's not what happens there. Right. You know, um, I mean, I, it could happen, but... Uh, Yes, so it's... Well, it also doesn't mean someone doesn't buy a tube of paint and go, I just like this color, I'm just getting it, I don't know when I'm going to use it, but I've got to have it. Yes, absolutely. Um, So when you... When you have a person who may not completely understand how fabric works... Right. Because... I would say that objectively there may be more ways to mess around with fabric than Or paint. screw it up. You know, yeah, or yeah. screw it up. Then then you get all of these variables, right? They can't make a leotard out of the woven um, silk. What, the, what did that actually, you can. You I just mean, can't move it. Of course it, you can. Because we used to. And you can right. make. Right. Uh, actually, you just this, don't anymore. This is probably someone's art already where they right. like make leotards out of fabric that doesn't stretch. And it's a garment. And it's beautiful. But it's well, useless. No. <laughs> and that's. Honestly. <laughs> but. As, as, a, as a younger. As a child. Yeah. That's what I performed in. Yes. Our, we did not have. If we wanted a satin shiny leotard Mm -hmm. it was made for us right okay and it was made specifically man and you didn't gain any weight or lose any weight or anything in the meantime the only thing that was elastic about it was around the leg openings and maybe you had an elastic strap that they you know made your skin tone Mm -hmm. so sometimes that knowledge though is required when you're inspired by fabric right right or you know if you want it to be usable or you want it to be right uh, what you want it to be. Right. Haven't, I mean, don't you remember customers coming in and saying, I really wish I could make a blank out of this fabric. And we had to say, actually, this is not the appropriate well, or fabric this is for gonna, this. Or this you know? is going to be your problems if you try yes, to do if that. if you try to do right. it. Mm-hmm. Now, and... You know, then, of course, with fabrics, there's all of these super duper cool things you can do with them. You can you can shred them. You can paint them. You can right. add texture. You can you, you can, can stabilize uh-huh. a stretchy fabric. Yeah, you know, it's very it's it's difficult to make a stable fabric, not stretchy, you know, but you can take I have taken knits, sewn them to. A stable fabric. Right. You know, something that stretches so that it won't stretch. So that the inspiration that you had could be carried through Right, because I had, you know, the effect and the texture was on that knitted or stretched fabric. And it wasn't on the woven, but I needed a woven for what I wanted to do. Yeah, and there's, you know, the need also... Or or the inspiration that comes with garment sewing, you know, from your body. Right. right? Or a bag maker is inspired by whatever needs to go in the bag. Right. And usually you don't want a bag to stretch. I mean, yeah. Yes, normally, you know. (laughs) You know, with the... ZD and I are very aware that there are no absolutes. There's no absolute. (laughs) Again, I think this is where my, you know... uh, 
little ditty comes in about know the rules before, before you, you break, break them. But you can break them or they, there can be exceptions. But knowing the rules is what gets you there. Yeah, it's sort of like, you know, with painting – you know, in the traditional sense, you're kind of like visually depicting something, whether it's, you know, abstract or whether it is, you know, objective. Um, you know, you're, you're depicting something versus with sewing, you might be clothing something. You might be, shoot, you could be like filtering something. You Covering could be carrying something. something. You could be, yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, I... When you said that about filtering something, this this came up in our last showcase, I believe. We had to um, rent some drapery, yeah. and they were black. And behind the drapery, there was a big open area that actually had light coming in. There was nothing we could do about it. We do these recitals in a brewery because of ceiling height. And everybody was, oh, no, we can see through. What do we, we need another layer of drapes. And I said, no, we don't. I said, we've got the old red silks, which aren't really silks, they're trico. But we had these old silks that I knew we could hang behind the black and it would filter out all the light. And everybody was like, what? Mm -hmm. And I said, the red will take care of all the light. We... Because the problem is we're backstage and people could see... uh, You could see people moving through the, you know, the black drapery. And um, the only person that, like, what came up and said, she's right, was somebody from theater. Yeah. Like, right. they knew that. They got it. So, you know, there, there's something that I knew about fabric and color mm-hmm. that nobody else happened to know The other, day. The other thing um, with inspiration, and this is where I struggle sometimes, is, or I wish I, wish I could do better about this, how your inspiration for a piece of clothing fits in with the other clothing that you already have made. Like, I wish I was a little better about having a cohesive... Like more of a capsule-type wardrobe? I, I don't want a capsule wardrobe because yeah. I know that's not like me. Right. But it's like, I wish that I... I want to make an effort to contextualize a little more. or And not to limit myself, but just like, oh, I made this pair of pants. Let's make a couple tops. A couple more tops that I know, like, will go with it, you know, or something like that. But sort of prioritize that a little bit. Um, Or I know that uh, I'm wearing out my two favorite pair of leggings. Right. (laughs) Or something like that. Or it's like, okay, so you made the leggings, but do you have the tops that you feel comfortable? Right. Wearing with the wearing with them, or I made the Jenny trousers. I, yeah. I want a couple more tops that go with it, or or something I, like I'm that. I'm kind of weird in that category too. Like, so I make what I want to make. Yeah, right. Me too. But I have been known to wind up with five pair of pants and two tops. Yeah, yeah. But I, not yes. not I, the, the tops always go with the pants because that seems that that rule of mine, that concept of my make what you like seems to always work out. Yeah, right. the tops will go with the pants, but I just don't have enough tops because I've been on a pants thing. Well, and I, like, tried out a new silhouette with a couple of garments that really need – I need to then fill in some holes, Uh you know, in my wardrobe. Uh, Like, I'm not a stickler about wardrobe rules, but, you know, I made these certain shirts, and they really need to be worn with a pair of trousers instead of leggings, you know, with the way that I I don't like them. Which, it's what you want. Yeah, I don't like them with leggings. So, yeah, so you're you're just – I mean, it's not – there's no rule there. It's just what I want. I want want these with trousers. So when when you're, you know, putting together a body of work Mm -hmm. like that – 
uh, or you know, if you're putting together a show of paintings, well, I was gonna say it's much easier. There is that, but if you're costuming a show, uh huh, you have a guideline, I right? Think, well, I also think it's easier because you conceptualize the show. So you're saying I need to think of my life as a, as a production, as a musical oh, theater. Oh, that you, you, you're totally I, right. I mean, I think a musical comedy. Okay, so I, just, I would think that that would work for it you. It needs to be like scene one, right? In bed. Okay, right. scene two. <laughs> <laughs> working out. Okay, Mallory works out this many right. times per week. She needs uh, costuming for this many scenes. This is, well, oh my it, gosh. And here's what can happen. What a If you really work hard on that, yeah. you can fall asleep in your clothes, which will serve as pajamas, and wake up the next day and you don't even have to get dressed. There you go. That, that's, that's happening That's to me. right. That's right. Or, you know, like we do in costuming, we'll just underdress things, right? So I can right, right. get just out of bed. And one, no. Right, right. Take off one thing, just put on another. All you have to do is put on your pants. Oh, Oh my gosh! Day. So I need to outline my life. Well, I, I'm just—I know how to costume a show. Well, I'm just thinking like, <gasps> okay, when I did Crazy for You, all right, there was a line of, um, you know, dancers that got off of the train and came into town, yeah. right? And they did this dance, and I'm like, how do I make this cohesive? How do I make this cohesive? Yet. They all need to be in their own clothes. They yeah, they're because they're not clothes. they're not in a yeah. stage costume. Yeah. They all have to and I was like Like me. And I saw this fabric, so here comes an inspiration and I saw this fabric, right? And it was kind of like dots. Yeah. Okay. It wasn't polka dots, it was dots because some were bigger and some were small kind of thing. Sure. Okay, and I'm like, everyone will be in polka dots. Yeah. Okay. And everybody's gonna have white gloves and everybody's gonna have a hat. Okay. And that's your framework. Right. Now, what my dots turned into were like I had fabric with stars all over it. Uh-huh. Okay. You were okay so, with that. so yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, they weren't all real real polka dots, but they were all dots. Okay. Okay. And I laid them all out, you know, and I, and made sure I had colors. Uh-huh. That I I like together that I, and I had solids in there. Yeah, yeah. I mix well, solids in with each dress had solids in it too. Okay, so you know sometimes you just need to you know hear something a little right. bit different way and like a capsule. War- I'm just gonna go back to me before we right. take a break. I'm just gonna talk about myself a little bit more. Oh my okay. god, I know. Um, a capsule. You guys, wardrobe- I have to live with this like every day. Yeah. She talks about herself. You know, every day, like so a all the time. Capsule wardrobe sounds. I know it doesn't need to be limiting, but it sounds like a lot of clothing that sort of you know can do double duty or be mixed around or da 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 which is fine um but it doesn't you know it just doesn't jive with me but if I can sort of outline my life a little bit Mm -hmm. like we've talked about like a musical comedy the costuming series that's what I need to do in order to sort of guide and then you know, sometimes I get inspired by something and I think, oh, but I'll never wear that. Or where will mm-hmm. I wear that? I can see where I can fit it in. It can help me go ahead, you know, if you're trying well, to not talk yourself out I mean, of I said this not too long ago in a podcast. Your your dad says to me, well, are you dressed or not? Right, yeah. Well, yeah. And I'm like, no, these are my pajamas. He goes, well, don't you have something else? And I'm like, well, yeah, because I could have like a pair of pajamas. I could have some underwear and like a shirt made out of, like right because i like the fat and okay we tend to overbuy fabric anybody that you know some of you might not think that's true but um we do um so anyway yes you need to costume your life oh, oh, 
Cool. All right, let's take a quick break. Mallory, I'm always impressed with baby lock machines, and I always think, yo, this is the best. You can't get better than this. And then guess what happens? They make it. They make it better. Yeah. You know what? You know what happens? Okay. They put they put a camera on their on their highest end machine, right? Right. So there's a. Let me repeat this. There is a camera on the machine. Yes, and I can take a picture of my manicure if I want. Yes, yes. So they put a camera on the machine so you can scan what you're going to embroider. Da da da. But then what they did now? They've made the technology even more accessible. Okay. Okay. So, like, how how can they impress me? Well, instead of having the machine with the camera on it, if you don't have that machine, the new Altair and Meridian machines let you use an app on your smartphone to transfer a picture of your project wirelessly to the machine so that you can have this perfect positioning on other machines as well. So not only, I mean... Uh- They've just made the technology even more accessible okay. to everybody. I'm like living in a in a fantasy world. In, in the future. In the yes, the future is now. I, I, the future has happened. I have a communicator on my wrist. That's right. You know. That's right. I mean, <laughs> okay, so I don't know how much more I can be impressed. Yeah, I think that the launch of the new Baby Lock machines right now in 2019 might be more impressive than the Apple releases that are going on. So um, if you want to see these machines in person, you can go to babylock.com and you can use their retailer locator to go see a machine at a dealer. And that's another thing, of course, we love about Baby Locks, right? Are there fabulous dealers they're independent retailers so yeah um and then i guess we've gotten to a place maybe the closest we're gonna get to baby lock naming a machine after you what they named a machine zd so not quite they have the new altair and meridian that are you know the machines that work with that perfect positioning app but now they have a machine called the Ariel as well. So oh, you mean like Ariel in the yes, sky, A-E-R- not like Ariel the mermaid. A E R I A L. That so would be that would be as close as maybe I'm gonna get. All right. So once again, go to babylock.com, check out that retailer locator, and check out the wonderful videos they have that show you what the heck we're talking about with this perfect positioning app on your smartphone. I continue to be impressed. Yes. So- Hey y'all, Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. Hey y'all, Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. All right, this next part, part I don't like. 
I love getting inspired. I love making Actually, things. I kind of like this. I part. know you do. That's why you're better at doing things than me. Oh. Um, <laughs> I know. I absolutely. I can whittle things out of. Pool noodles. I absolutely know that, that you're good at this. Planning. Some level of planning has to happen. I mean, even if, okay, I've come up here, gotten inspired by a piece of fabric, and then I've, like, by the end of the night, made my thing. Well, also, fortunately, you have seen me plan things, and you got those in your library, yeah. right? But but I guess what I'm saying is, right. even no matter how short the process is, you have to make a little bit of a plan. You're going to say, I'm going right. to cut this out and then right. sew it. You know, uh, well... Or you could be going from a plan you had before. Yeah, yeah. You know, so, say, oh, I'm going to make a zippered bag. I know how to make one of those. I just need this. Right. There is, you know, no matter how much you want to reject the idea, like right. I might want to reject the idea that planning has to take place. <laughs> you, me, one uh, wants to well, reject that idea. You, know, you definitely have to plan a few things. Yeah. Do you, do you have the tools? Do you have the sewing machine? Do you have the threads? Do you yep. have what you're going to cut with? Um do you have enough fabric? So you have to plan some of it, okay. Mallory. So you have to. Also, you have to plan depending on your environment. What if your cutting table's not up all the time? Exactly. What, I mean, maybe this is why I'm kind of a bad planner because I always have everything at my disposal because I'm spoiled, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. You know, I'm like, oh, well, yeah, I'll just cut out fabric any old time because there's an 8 by 4 a uh, foot cutting table over there. Right. Waiting you know, for you. exactly. Yeah. With multiple cutting tools With underneath all these cutting it. tools. Right. So you can simplify your planning process by having as much stuff like available and ready to go as you can. Right. Um, but then you do need to figure out what kind of materials and, you or need. Or if it's not ready, organize. Yeah. Yeah. So what if you get inspired by a piece of fabric, but then you know you need to have buttons for the project or a zipper right. or something right. like that. That's where that's where I think sewing gets into that little bit more like practical. Well, you know, yeah. you're inspired to paint something, you get out the brush and the paint. Here, you know? Well, here's another thing. I mean, and, you know, we have a different, like you said, our studio is intact. Yeah. Our studio is big. Our studio has a lot of supplies. Um, we also have accomplished a lot of skills. Yeah. Too. Not everybody who's listening to this podcast may have, may not have experienced every skill or executed every skill that Mallory and I have at this point in time. Well, and even though I say I hate planning, I made a wardrobe planner, and you get yeah. that when you become a member. And one of the things in there is list the skills you Did need you to learn, learn or have them you need do. to learn. Yeah. So, like, if you know you're going to make jeans and you've never made a buttonhole right. before, you have to make time. To you learn have to know. Right. So, you know, maybe you ask for some tutorials and you save those somewhere. Right. For, because you don't need to know how to make a buttonhole before you cut out your jeans, maybe. Right. Um, but you need to know what you don't know a right. little bit. Right. You need to know, I'm going to have to figure out. Yeah. I was just thinking yeah. I just made a bunch of capes, uh-huh. right, Cost- for costumes. And um, I didn't worry about how I was going to finish the neck. Sure. Like, I didn't worry about if I had the right fabric or the right bias tape or what or what or what or what. You know, I just looked for yardage, got my yardage out, said I needed, the, you know, this many. Okay, cut them out, made them. And then I was like, okay, how am I going to finish the ne- Because I knew I had options. Yeah, you, I knew yeah, you I knew. knew how to make bias out of, you know, you can make that fabric later. and I've got... 50 million pieces of fabric Well, here. and sometimes when I know I'm going to make something and I'm going to need a button, I know right. how many freaking buttons we have, and I don't worry yeah. about it. But if you're a person who doesn't have 
literally right. thousands of buttons, uh, then you need to make that well, plan. And that that's where the process can be very different for you and I than someone who has a who is just starting out or smaller yeah. space or doesn't you know keep all the stuff we keep um, or accumulate all the stuff. We, who doesn't hoard sewing things? Um, hey, um, no, 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 no. What what? What is who doesn't have a fully stocked library? What is the non-clinical? Word yeah, for yeah, because we're not hoarding. No, I mean, no, we use. Uh, we're we're in a healthy environment. <laughs> we do know where everything is, kind of. Yeah, and you know, but hoarding is, of course, a very valid, like actual diag. I mean, I, right? Like, is Actually, in the DSM. I don't, I don't know if it is or not, because it's well, pretty new. There is a. There it, is. It's, a, it's, it's here's the problem. The word has changed meaning. Well, it also yeah. it's it. There's a lot of discussion online about not joking, sort of, yeah, like that right, you're a hoarder. Right, right. Now we do, though, objectively. I mean, I would say we hoard. We sewing accumulate. Supplies. We would keep anything that came in. Yeah, we accumulate. Well, not always. We've given lots, but of we stuff do away. keep. Yeah. Um, we, we keep a lot. We yeah. keep stuff for future use. We have. We're like dragons. We have there a hoard. There like you, you know yeah. of of sewing supplies. So anyway, but, but anyway, I guess I guess. Um, why that back, that wasn't a tangent? Was to, it anybody? Was that so you're a gonna tangent? have to plan your materials though a little bit. You're gonna have to plan your, you know, your time. Right. And so what, you know, when I started sewing, you never. I don't know if you have had this experience as much as a lot of other people that uh -huh. start to sew, because when I started to sew, there was nothing in my household. No one sewed in my household. Right. There was nothing, nothing, nothing. So I had to go and pick a piece of fabric. And then I had, I literally had to buy like plain white shirt buttons, you know, things like that. That Which I just think I will reach over there and grab plain white shirt I, buttons. I right? remember <laughs> that we had, um, this was actually after I started sewing, but we we had, you know, home ec project and it was like a, a drawstring bag and you were supposed to bring in a half a yard of fabric, right? Yeah. Now... I did not have a half a yard of fabric. I was buying exactly how much fabric I needed. Uh -huh. You know, this so it meant I got to go pick the fabric I wanted. Right. But all these kids came in and were they like, "Oh no, my mom just had this hanging around." Right. You know, I didn't. You know, all of these people had half a half a yard of fabric in their house that was extra. And at that time, I didn't. I'd only been sewing for like three or four years. Mm -hmm. You know, and I was buying exactly what it said on the pattern envelope right. at the time. So and I didn't have an extra zipper and I didn't have an extra draw string. I, I had to go buy thread to match yeah. the fabric. You know, I never buy thread anymore. I have I have thread. I don't buy thread to God. match my project. When's the last time we bought thread? <laughs> well, we bought a lot, so that's why. <laughs> that's right. But, and you know, I I I rarely buy a zipper. Yeah. We have we have our stash of zippers. Cash. We have a cash. That's what we have. It's a, zipper, a C A C A zipper berry. A cash. So we have a cache of, you know, fabrics, of notions, of tools. So other people don't. You may want to do put grommets in something, and you're going to have to start from zero yep. when you do that. Yep. You know, you have to learn what you need, decide what size you need, decide what kind of tools you need. So the tools, you know, with the creative process in sewing, they're very integral. And in order for you to come up with a creative product at the end of this <laughs> right. you do have to do some planning like I was 
I had to make these things. This was funny. I had to make these frogs. I don't know if anybody knows what a frog is. Is it closure? No. What? It's not. So there are frog closures. This is something that holds a sword. Oh, okay. Okay. And I was trying to figure out how I was going to make these for these people, like, last minute um pool noodle no go ahead know, yeah oh just thinking about pool noodle <laughs> you know and so it's they're a triangle with some loops on two sides where right. it goes on a belt right. and it holds a sword you know it's like a holster for a yeah. sword and i literally just had to think and think and think a while we talk about doing things in our sleep i know we talk that about i got some text about this i can't walk. remember do we have this do we have that yeah Something. i was i was trying to make them out of vinyl i made them out of denim you know instead and anyway um so Anyway, I, you know, you did, you do have to do some kind of process planning or sketching out sometimes to make sure you're doing things in the right order. Right. Because sometimes you think, oh, I could do the buttonholes now. Mm-hmm. And, oh, then you realize you shouldn't have done the buttonholes. Right. Because you have to hem the shirt. Right. You know, or, or whatever. Uh, you know, so that, that is something that you need to kind of, this is where reading the pattern all the way through first. Yes. Helps, you know. So if you don't have a pattern... And you you have to come up with a design. You may really need. I do a lot of this, like right before I go to sleep at night. Yeah. And I have a notebook that generally I, I usually wind up sleeping oh, with it. You know that I make. I will make little drawings or I'll make little notes that says make the buttonholes first okay. or something like that. I went to. I I. <laughs> we talk about how we work out problems in our right. sleep. I went through our fabric library in my sleep. Oh, that's really hard. I I was I'm I know it so well, but like in my dream as I was thinking about fabric, my dream was that I went to the shelves and I was looking going, through, going through it. and it right. was really there. I mean, it was almost like a lucid dream, you know. Right. And so it was like, okay, yeah, I'll use that. We've got that fabric, you know. Right. I'm like, oh well, my gosh. <laughs> and here's what I will do sometimes in that notebook. I will write, you know, I'll do one, and I'll skip three or four lines, yeah. and I'll write one. This is what I'm going to do first. Then I'll skip three or four lines. I leave a space, and then I write two, and this is what I'm going to do next. Because six may become three, and three may yeah. become four, and I may have to switch, or I may have to add a step in there. I didn't think about, oh, I didn't finish the edges. I need to write in here. Or yeah. Think about, you know, yeah. if I'm going to fin- if I want this finished, it's going to have to be it's gonna have finished to be here. in here. So if especially if the process is new to you. Mm-hmm. you. You may need to do that. But, you know, writing something down, again, now we have our cell phones. We can take pictures of things. Right. Um, but uh, I think, you know, the planning will make you much happier when you get to execution. Yeah, uh, of course it will. I mean, and who hasn't gotten into a project where even you forgot? Right. To do something. Well, when I used to um, do a lot of big troop co- costuming, like say I had to make 33 costumes that were all the same. Uh, well, oftentimes one of my daughters would be in, in that troop. So they would get the prototype. I always said, you get, yeah, you're get getting the, the worst. Co- yeah, you're getting the worst costume. You're getting the prototype. But, um, and I was also, I was going for efficiency. I was going for, um, you, could, you know, the economics of how, you know, how can I do... I was going through making many decisions, uh-huh. um, sizing, all kinds of things. And, it, you know, I'd have 33 of these to make. And sometimes I would get to, like, down to where I was just 
maybe finishing, finishing the thirty second one or something, and I would go, "Why didn't I do it yeah, like this?" Even you know? though I had come up with a pretty efficient way to make them, right? You know, and the thing is, is whatever I learned in that process, I had for the next time too. I think a a good thing you you were talking about like kind of having plans already made or figured right. out because you've made the thing before, right? So I think it's important. With maybe a new sewer or just anyone who's making something new uh-huh. that you might want to do a basic version first. Yes. So let's pretend you're going to make your first pair of jeans. You make the pair of jeans, you know, per the instructions. Maybe you get a little fancy on the pocket. And not assuming they're going to be perfect. No. And then you move on and you're like, okay, I'm going to add this detail. Mm -hmm. I'm going to add this detail. I'm going to have a pair of jeans that does this and this and this and this. Like you and I can make a t-shirt and do all sorts of crazy things with the neckline and finishing and color blocking and but like all of sometimes I don't even cut my neckline till I got the shirt together there you go so there's there's things like that that we can do because we've made so many of those before but when I go to make like I'm trying to think of something I haven't really made a lot before, like a full like a winter coat. Yeah, yeah, right. You know, or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, well, a frog. All right, let's pretend right. that I, oh my God, they, they didn't even use some of them because like the swords That's, weren't appropriate. That kills you I was like, oh yeah. my. And they, it was so funny because these people know how much work this stuff right. takes and everything. And she was like, I'm so sorry. You know, and I was like, it's okay. Don't worry about it. You know, <laughs> so anyway. No. So if anybody out but, there is new to costuming, I just want to let you know. Your costume might get cut, and it's not your fault, and don't take no. it personally. No. But, man, it can, it can it, hurt. It, it can be a wound that has to heal. So, frogs. Let's pretend that I was into this kind of, like, historical costuming or something. Or, you know, because actually the director of the show is. She had her own swords. She was so excited to use these swords. And it was great. It was Othello. You know, oh, yeah. and it was one of those girl illa theater productions. They did it in a week, and they had sword fighting. How cool, you know? So anyway, she needed these uh, frogs, and so if I was into that, you know, if I was Dana, I would have made my first simple frog, and then I'd be like, oh, the next one's going to be out of leather. Mm-hmm. I'm going to figure out the leather one. Right. The next one, I'm going to learn to tool leather, and I'm going to learn to <laughs> right. gold emboss it, right, you know, right, and right. stuff like that. So the the more the more you get the basic construction down right the more you get the um the basic of you know how to make the jeans or how to make a coat like i i'm thinking of a couple coat ideas and i'm like you know i think i might need to make like kind of a simpler version first before i go adding all this other stuff and part of that might be because like you said earlier it might not be perfect. Right. So why would I hand embroider? Let's pretend like I want to hand embroider on my coat. Why would I hand embroider That's out a pretend. Yeah, on my first right. coat? Right. Why would I emboss a bunch of leather? Okay. Right. Uh, uh, before I make my first frog. Right. Before I make my first sword holder. Right. Why? You know. Right. That is. That's a skill you could develop elsewhere yes actually i have a friend who does leather working and it's so cool and i've seen her develop her process and i've seen her practice like painting on leather just making patches and then making wallets well and then she puts the two together later right after she's figured out her wallet i I was just gonna say we have done this when we have started doing a new process on maybe an unfamiliar fabric um i'm trying okay okay uh, the applique, applique. So applique, knit on knit. 
Yes. Like I'm talking four-way stretch knit on maybe four-way stretch knit or four-way stretch knit velvet and four-way stretch knit uh, mesh and maybe some of the applique also has sequins on it. So, okay, you sit down and you make samples. Right. And you sew different samples and you use your different thread or you use your different stitch length and you see what you think comes out the best for you. Uh-huh. So what Mallory is saying, yeah, you know, it's just like a buttonhole. Don't, you never make your first buttonhole okay. on on any garment. So, and mom's well, first. you always do a test. Mom's first samples of these knit appliques are sort of like teardrop or like, what do I want to say? Like an ovoid shape. Right. They have, it's like an eye. Because I wanted a point. You wanted, I wanted a point a and a curve. curve. I was practicing okay. the different shape. Yeah. So she's got this point and this curve with just this, you know, this right. oval with these two points on top of each other. Right. And then her samples then become more leaf looking. Still pretty right. simple. Because they have more leaf. inside corners. Yeah. Also, and then her next sample looks like some kind of sea creature or something, you know, a, a more complex leaf. And then on her costume, she has, you know, she scrolls and scrolls and this, and then right. somebody else has a different type of shape. And she's right. learned like this type of shape looks good with this, and this type of shape looks good with that. And then I, you know, was making the Lightning McQueen costume and you know, knew I could do like numbers and things like that. And then I was like, oh, I think I can do a flame now. Mm -hmm. I think I can do a lightning bolt. And so, yeah, it's almost like, I mean, honestly, I have to say, I did not think about this until right now, looking at your samples. And I don't even know if that's something you necessarily thought about consciously, but you're like, okay, well, I'm just going to cut. You didn't cut out some super complex shape to applique it on the first time, did the, you? No. And actually a shape that it, I think is nice, okay, to practice on for something like applique, yeah. just so everybody knows, is a heart. Yeah. Because you have an inside corner, you have an outside cor- corner. And you have a curve. And you have a curve. So, you know, and usually you have sort of a straight area. So I have oftentimes told people, cut yourself out a heart. Right. And practice on it. Yeah. So when you're going when you're going to learn a new creative process, and this is okay, let's just go back to painting. A lot of times in a painting class, you'll start off with like a limited palette and you'll start off with something that's not moving, right? You'll start off with a still life that's very simple. It will be blocks and uh, a sphere. Yeah. Right? An apple. Okay. Right. It's an apple, it's an egg, it's a cup. You don't start yeah. off pop probably right. painting like the figure right. you know uh, or or at least we know that oftentimes it's helpful to have painted some spheres and things like that before you go to paint a figure right you know and so it's it's practice in that way but I don't think we always think of it as practice in the sewing world because you can actually get something out of it right. you know you actually you know your first bag right is a practice even though you can oftentimes use it you know and you get you can get more complex and complex and complex and it's not just with embellishment well it, you know if we go back to the basics i remember yeah. like teaching kids to sew and we do a pillowcase and they were so amazed that you put the two wrong sides together and you sew them up and you turn them inside out and you have a finished pillow you know they had not met that concept yet right of the seams will grow, you know, the seams are going to be on the inside. Mm-hmm. So if you take that to some higher level in whatever you're doing, try it out and see what happens. Right. Um, right. So 
I think, you know, execution is always possible. It's just, I, what I, I guess what I'm, what I'm going for is I don't want people to get frustrated. Yeah. And if there is a little bit of practice, if there is a little bit of, you know, another thing when I was doing those, uh, all that knit on knit applique, I could not, I usually in the olden days, whenever, when I first started appliqueing, I used fusible. Yeah. And I could not use fusible on these things. Uh-huh. Right? Because wouldn't they stretch would anymore. They, they melt. They would stretch. And they, there was all these, you know, and I wound up using it. I looked all over the place, looked for everybody was pinning, pinning, pinning. I was like, I'm not going to be doing that. First of all, I didn't want the um, distortion. distortion of the pins. And I wound up with basically um, a spray, a temporary yeah. spray yeah. is what I, made me happy. And I did that, and I've come up with a process that's so simple and easy. Mallory and I are using it, like, all the time. We Every day. Yeah. No. yeah. In fact, I've kind of gone. <laughs> Not quite every day. Kind but... of gone spray adhesive crazy lately. Yeah. So just, you know, keep that in mind as you as you go along. If I think there are lots of different le- people, like, who have different thought processes. Mm-hmm. Some people who want to go big right away. And some people who are like, oh, no, I need to build up. And, like, every once in a while, I'll be talking to somebody. I'm like, well, you can – no, go ahead. You can put right. piping in that or don't right. be afraid to, you know, add that little thing if you want it. But then with other people, I'm like, hey, slow your roll a little bit. I'm on the I'm on the end of the spectrum where I need to slow my roll a little bit a lot of the time. Yeah, Mallory you know, surprise. likes to I like to get just it out go there. big or go home. Well, and you know, you know <laughs> which I mean, is not always I would hate great. To, I would well, you've got to prepare yourself to for disappointment, I think, for it not to work. Yeah. For, okay, th- this isn't really a disappointment. It's a, le- a step in learning. This isn't going to yeah. work this way. Or you could. And you know what? You may roll. draw from that later yeah. on something oh, else. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No. You, you know, sometimes <laughs> sure. there's a mistake that's made and you're like, hey, that'll work No, appreciating all your experiences is, right. is good in that way. But, yeah, I think, I think sewing is different, though, because I think a lot of people think that it does have to be perfect well, or if you can't the wear other the shirt. Because you can always hang – the canvas on the wall. That's right. The canvas you, doesn't become unhangable because you, you didn't shade something right. 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 And, you know, if you can't get the button through the buttonhole or you can't get the shirt on the body or, you know, it's, it it's kind of a loss. Seems pretty end of game It feels there. like a yeah. loss there. Uh-huh. So uh-huh. that, you know, you want to stand back and go, oh, wow, I did it. So you're th- – I'm telling you, if – you have not listened to our podcast about how smart people sew. Yeah. You need to go back and listen to it. And, and, and all the things that, you know, you have to be able to do and, you know, the variety of skills and the knowledge you need to pull together and everything, only smart people can sew. And That's what, why you're sewing because you're so smart. That's right. So what we're saying is the people who put in, who even try to right. sew, you are smart. Well, you are smart. And you, if I can bring up another tangent that's why when someone says what do you mean you went 15 dollars to him my pants you go i'm really paying for my smart that's right that's right no so the people you know if you're sewing and you're making mistakes and you're trudging through and you're learning new stuff you are doing a really complex Right. And you are smart. Okay. That's right. (laughs) All right. Well, I think that about wraps it up there. Kind of just to hash it out the creative process. I'm going to costume my life. Oh, love it. We all, well, you know, 
we're it's it's just a stage, right? Perfection. What what? Tell me what Shakespeare's quote was. The sta- All the world's a, a stage. stage. We're the players. Whatever. Men, uh, players. Well, should have looked that up. Okay, we can, we can look that Sorry up. Sorry about that. I hope Dana doesn't listen. She's the director. Does of she know Bella. everything well, about she's a huge Shakespeare? Shakespeare right? Yeah, fan. And um, anyway. <laughs> All right. Well, you can get to us on Instagram. We are at sohere.com, and you can email me at Mallory at sohere.com. Everybody. So long and so happy. Thanks for listening to Sewing Out Loud. For even more expert sewing advice, visit SewHere.com. Hey, y'all. Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. Hey, y'all. Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. Discover South Carolina.